Well, good morning. It is Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. Slava Ukraine. Heroium Slava. Got a lot of stuff today. A lot of stuff, man. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. Those four words. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Have I said that today? I just wanted to make sure I said that. Uh, If you can, please bring someone uh, along with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. (coughs) Excuse me. Let's get to it. Start with uh, Russia and Ukraine. The war going on. Well, actually, let's start with NATO. Uh, speeding, uh, speaking on the arrival, uh, on arrival at the summit of the 31-member NATO alliance in Lithuania, French President Emmanuel Macron said he had decided to boost military aid to Ukraine to help its counteroffensive. He said, "I've decided to increase delivery of weapons and equipment to enable Ukrainians to have the capacity to strike deeply. France will join Britain in supplying long-range missiles to Ukraine, a move that allows." Um, Ukrainian forces to hit Russian uh, troops and supply dumps uh, deep behind front lines. Now, that's in addition. Of course, the U.S. is going to be supplying the the um, uh, the cluster munitions, which are really, really effective. The jury, and they're not just effective for for um, uh, disposing of Russians. Let's put it that way. They're also effective at, at, at clearing landmines. Like an entire area is mined so the counteroffensive can't go forward. They need cluster munitions to, to, to just hit that area and destroy all the mines that are there. So it does a couple things. Of course, you know, 3% of the cluster munitions have a tendency not to go off. 2 to 3%. But uh, it, it's still far better than what is left over there. Uh, The German Defense Ministry said on the first day of the NATO summit, Germany has finalized a 700 million uh, euro uh, military aid package for Ukraine, which is just under $800 million, like 770, something like that. Uh, The package will include two Patriot launchers from Bundeswehrstock, 40 additional Marder, infantry fighting vehicles, 25 additional uh, 1A5 main battle tanks, as well as five Berg Panzer II tanks. Uh, The package also includes an additional 20,000 rounds of artillery ammunition and 5,000 rounds of 155 millimeter uh, smoke ammunition. Uh, Today, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky uh, lashed out at NATO for its lack of uh, a timeline giving uh, specific details for the country's future NATO membership, calling it unprecedented and absurd. He said the lagging gives Russia motivation to continue its terror. Ukraine's government is still pushing for NATO membership approval at Vilnius, though American, French, and German leaders oppose the bid at this time as countries at war are not eligible to join the group due to the risk of pulling the whole alliance into a larger conflict. I sort of agree. 
Uh, Zelensky will be attending the NATO summit in Vilnius, Lithuania. The group Secretary General uh, Jen Stoltenberg, Stoltenberg said earlier in the day, the NATO chief stressed that uh, Ukraine would receive a strong positive message on path forward regarding its membership. And, and you know, I think it wouldn't be a, a bad idea to toss around the idea of saying you can join in a year uh, and and we will tell Russia, well, let's say six months. We will tell Russia that they have to completely withdraw in six months if we decide uh, that uh, you can join NATO. Uh, I think that might be okay. That might urge Russia to withdraw because, you know, the war and everything, getting in the war with NATO, they don't want that. Um <clears throat> Secretary uh, General Jen Stoltenberg said today uh, during the Vilna uh, summit, did I already say this? Pazdanekar, when asked whether Ukraine would rely on concrete guarantees of security, the NATO chief replied, the most imminent task in Ukraine remains a sovereign, independent nation in Ukraine. On the membership, he added, we will send a clear, positive message on the path forward. Uh, text on communique will be made uh, public within hours. I expect that allies will agree that it is clear on the need to move Ukraine closer to NATO. He said, Ukraine has come a long way since we made the decision in 2008 that the next step will be a membership action plan. And and remember, this president has cleaned up a lot of corruption in Ukraine, including the corruption coming from outside of Ukraine, like Donald Trump. Remember, Trump was impeached for that. Uh, Ukraine is much closer to uh, NATO, so I, I, I think the time has come to reflect that in also the NATO decisions. So all put together, including that, we made clear that Ukraine will become a member. We move the membership action plan. We make their forces in, 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 in interoperable NATO forces. We establish the NATO-Ukraine Council. All that together will send a very strong and positive message from NATO to Ukraine. Biden will meet with uh, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky for a one-on-one meeting tomorrow in uh, Lithuania. All this uh, by uh, uh, Stoltenberg. Uh, what he said, and, and NATO, is, is, is putting a warning to Russia, basically. And, and it's also helping uh, Ukraine. Uh, their um, their soldiers can see a light at the end of the tunnel if this goes through, and it should go through. Uh, we'll get to Sweden in a minute. Uh, briefly, they they are joining NATO now. Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov said in comments today on the expansion of NATO uh, uh, expansion of NATO. Uh, Europeans don't seem to understand that moving NATO infrastructure closer to Russia's border is a mistake. Peskov told a press briefing that NATO's eastward expansion in Europe was what fomented the war in Ukraine to begin with. Peskov added that Sweden's now impending entry into NATO has negative implications for Russian national security. He said that the Kremlin will be making deep analysis of the statements made at the NATO summit and will take necessary measures to ensure Russian security. Sweden technically, is not on Russia's border. However, it has a 2,000-mile shoreline with the Baltic Sea, 
which is very concerning to Russia. Sweden could basically close the Baltic Sea to any Russian ships. I mean, together with other countries that border the Baltic, which would leave, which would leave Russia with, with uh, nothing but the Arctic to move ships around, right? A Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov told a regular news briefing, Russia is perceived by them, uh, he was referring to NATO uh, leaders, as an enemy, as an adversary. It is in this vein that the discussions in Vilnius will be conducted. We are monitoring this very carefully because much of what has been said will be subject to in-depth analysis in order to take measures to ensure our own security. In separate comments, Foreign Minister Sergei Lapdog Lavrov also said Moscow was taking appropriate measures in anticipation of NATO's expansion. Uh, Russia has warned of catastrophic Consequences for Europe if the war escalates as NATO leaders prepare to deliver a positive message to Kyiv on its future in the alliance. In an interview with Russia's RIA state news, news agency, senior Russia security negotiator Konstantin Gavrilov said Europe would be the first to face catastrophic consequences if the war escalated. He said, let's look at the facts. The fate of Europe is of little interest to the United States, accusing Washington of seeking to weaken and undermine Russia. I, I, you know what? I, the fate of Europe is of great interest to the United States. I, I, I'm just going to say that, I mean, very simply. <laughs> uh, Russia's ambassador to the United States, Anatoly Ant Antonov, also said everything is being done to prepare local public opinion for the approval of any anti-Russian decisions that will be made in Vilnius in the coming days. Yesterday, the Kremlin said that if the Ukraine joined the alliance, it would directly threaten Russia's security, to which it would react clearly and firmly. Sounds like a threat. I, this is all this is all saber rattling because they are worried there is a small chance that Ukraine could join NATO while they are in. Ukraine, which would mean immediately World War III against, let, let's, let's go through the list. Uh, let's go from, from uh, west to east. Uh, uh, Cuba, Iran, um, uh, uh, of course, uh, Cuba, Iran, uh, Russia, and uh, uh, China. Uh, we might be able to throw a couple other countries in there, smaller countries. That, that we won't need to worry too much about, but that would be it. Uh, Lithuanian president Gitanas Noseda said the security situation in the region is deteriorating. It's not improving. It's, it's even not uh, stable. By the way, that's where they all are. Uh, we see additional capabilities sent to Kaliningrad region. Uh, Belarus, as a close ally of Russia, is to take the uh, decisions to strengthen all the eastern flank. I wonder if they'll discuss the Suwalki Gap during the summit, because that's how uh, shipments get uh, to Kaliningrad. And uh, Lithuania, if you remember at the beginning of the war, they um, uh, tried to limit that, and then the agreement from 2003 limited their ability to limit uh, things being shipped to Kaliningrad. So, I don't know what's going to be happening with that. I wonder if it will be discussed. We'll see. 
Uh, the Sewalke Gap is a is a rail rail line uh, that um, moves stuff from Belarus to Kaliningrad. Kaliningrad is actually Russian territory, but it's separate from Russia. June 29th, Prigozhin met with uh, Putin, but since then he hasn't been very public. On July 3rd, Prigozhin released his last audio message in which he said the so-called March of Justice was aimed at fighting traitors and mobilizing our society. In the near future, I am sure that you will see our next victories at the front. Thanks, guys. That's what he said. On the 4th, Prigozhin was seen arriving at the FSB State Security Building in the home city of St. Petersburg and given back some of his weapons. On the 6th, Prigozhin may have flown to Moscow sometime between July 4th and the 6th. According to Flight Tracker 24, the jet linked to Prigozhin flew from Moscow to St. Petersburg on July 6th. Prigozhin is still in Russia, according to Belarusian officials and Russia media outlets. But He's retreated into the shadows since his failed rebellion. He has not posted any audio messages since July 3rd, and his social media accounts have stopped responding to questions from the press. A top Russian general said uh, to have known in advance of Prigozhin's coup attempt was taken in for questioning, and his whereabouts remain unknown. Uh, All quiet on the Eastern Front, I suppose. We will see what happens in the next couple of days. A Ukrainian regional governor, Alexander Pokutin, uh, said that an attack on a railway station in Kherson has left at least five people wounded, including an eight-year-old girl. On Telegram, he said at the time of the enemy attack, she was in the yard of the house. A 68-year-old man has uh, has serious injuries. The fragments injured his head, neck, chest, arms, and legs. Two people, a 56-year-old woman and a 52-year-old man, received moderate injuries. Another man was injured in Kinditsky. All the victims were hospitalized and doctors are providing them with the necessary medical assistance. Uh, Russian forces carried out a drone strike against Kiev earlier today. Moscow deployed Iranian-made Shahid drones, which were destroyed before they could hit their targets. This was the Kremlin's second air offensive against the Ukrainian capital this month. Sergei Popko, a military general, said in a post on Telegram, The enemy attacked Kyiv from the air for the second time this month. Kyiv's regional military head, uh, Russian Kravchenko, uh, Ruslan Kravchenko, said on Telegram, Tonight, our region suffered another attack by Russians. This time, the enemy used drones. The air alert lasted almost two hours. Kyiv regional military head Russian Kravchenko said on Telegram, all enemy targets were shot down by air defense forces. No hits were recorded. There are no victims. I'd like to mention, just on the side, did you notice there were no missiles sent? There were only drones. Remember, Russia is low on supplies. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. It's all about the F-16s. <laughs> We're getting to Sweden. Uh, Turkey lifted its concerns over Sweden joining NATO. The reversal by President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the guy that sounds like a Lord of the Rings villain, came hours after he warned Sweden would be out in the Uh, in the cold until Turkey got its long-delayed membership in the European Union, which was a weird request to tie the two together. He needed to do it with his backsliding democracy. The EU doesn't really want him, but I believe Turkey asked Sweden 
to back them for EU membership and that they would lift uh, their uh, uh, opposal uh, to um, uh, Sweden. Uh, Turkey's about face will also lighten the mood at the NATO summit. They can now concentrate on Ukraine. Uh, Erdogan's move was also a severe blow to Russian President Vladimir Putin. First, it will result in expansion of NATO territory and strengthen the alliance, the exact opposite of what Putin wants. But it also um, legitimizes Erdogan as he acts like an autocrat and shouldn't be legitimized. Uh, Turkey's change of heart also follows followed a telephone call between Biden and Erdogan on Sunday in which the American president appeared to have made his position crystal clear. The White House hinted at the tone of the call when it said Biden expressed a desire to get Sweden into NATO as soon as possible. Of course, the GOP don't like feathers in Biden's cap, but as I said, it's all about the F-16s. A group of bipartisan senators called on Biden to delay the sale of F-16 fighter jets to Turkey, which would be one of the biggest arms sales in years until it dropped its objections to Sweden's NATO membership. Of course, it's about, it's all about the money. It's all about the money. Uh, Senator Bob Menendez, the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, said yesterday he had not yet decided whether to drop his longstanding opposition to the F-16 deal, partly over concern Turkey could use the planes to intimidate fellow NATO member Greece. Of course, we know that Biden told him to say that in public so Erdogan would get the message. But if you think it's not about the F-16s, as I said it would be weeks ago, you'd be mistaken. Right after Erdogan said he would allow Sweden to join, the U.S. decided to let the sale of F-16s go forward. Yeah, that's what it's about. A Hungarian foreign minister, Peter Sijarto, announced today after Turkey agreed... Uh, the completion of the ratification process is now only a technical question because they hadn't ratified it yet either. Hungary's parliament ended its summer session on Friday, but it could convene a new meeting in the coming days to proceed to the vote uh, to allow Sweden. Prime Minister Viktor Orban reiterated last Friday that Budapest supports Sweden's bid. Uh, Kim Yo-jung, the cute sister of Kim Jong-un, who needs to learn how to use makeup, she really does, has claimed that Pyongyang's warplanes repelled a U.S. spy plane flying over nearby waters yesterday and warned of shocking consequences if the U.S. continued reconnaissance there. Kim Yo-jung claimed that the U.S. spy plane went into, north east, north, into the North Korea's eastern exclusive economic zone eight times on Monday, yesterday. Uh, Kim Yo-jung said a shocking incident would occur in, in the long run in the 20 to 40 kilometer section in which the U.S. spy planes have habitually intrude into the sky above the economic water zone. Uh, Sabrina Singh, Deputy Pentagon Press Secretary, called the Norse claim on the airspace violation just accusations. Uh, not, <clears throat> I, I, I guess, not just accusations, just accusations. You understand the difference between something that's just and just accusations. <laughs> uh, Singh said the United States 
as always, remains committed to safely and responsibly flying, sailing, operating anywhere that international law allows and alongside our allies and partners. Uh, in that noose tightening around that bright orange neck, months ago, I said there would uh, need to be a new grand jury in Georgia to hand Trump his indictment. Uh, remember that? Uh, it looks like we're getting close. The Georgia grand jury that is expected to consider charges against Trump and his Republican allies for trying to overturn the 2020 election will be selected today in Atlanta. A special grand jury previously heard testimony from 75 witnesses, including Trump advisors, his former attorneys, White House aides, and Georgia officials. That panel issued a redacted report with charging recommendations, which will soon be weighed by the new grand jury. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis has indicated that final decisions could come next month. Uh, two panels will be selected at the downtown Atlanta courthouse, and each panel will have 26 participants, uh, 23 grand jurors, and three alternatives. Uh, alternates, excuse me. One of these panels is expected to handle the Trump probe. Fulton County uh, Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney will preside over the court proceedings today. He oversaw the special grand jury that co collected evidence in the Trump investigation, and he is also expected to oversee the grand jury that is tasked with making charging decisions in the case. All signs are pointing to final charging decisions coming sometime in August. Willis announced remote workdays for staff in August and asked judges to reduce in-person hearings, likely out of security concerns. She previously alerted local police that possible charges would be announced between July 11th and September 1st. Uh, to secure an indictment in the Trump investigation, 16 of the 23 voting grand jury members would need to be present. present. Once the quorum is established, 12 votes would be needed to hand up an indictment. Willis has said her team was considering a wide array of potential crimes, including solicitation of election fraud, making false statements to state and local government bodies, conspiracy, racketeering, violation of an oath of office, and involvement in election-related threats. Prosecutors have notified some key players that they are targets of the investigation. This includes Trump's ex-attorney Rudy Giuliani and 16 GOP activists who served as fake electors, including the Georgia Republican Party chairman. A lot of stuff going on there. Moving on. Uh, Donald Trump is desperate to delay his classification documents trial, classified documents trial. Uh, yesterday, he said in a court filing, proceeding to trial during the president, uh, pendency of a presidential election cycle wherein opposing candidates are effectively, if not literally, directly adverse to one another in this action will create extraordinary challenges in the jury selection process and limit the defendant's ability to secure a fair and impartial uh, adjudication. I, you know what? The only reason he's running is so he can stay out of jail. He's trying to delay it. Uh, he's basically saying it would be impossible to seat an impartial jury. Of course, this filing goes to Aileen Cannon, who was not impartial because she was put in power by Trump. She was put in the seat by Trump. And she's already ruled in, in his favor on several things. And the 11th Circuit Court smacked her down. By the way, the right-wing 11th Circuit Court smacked her down. Uh, the defense filing says that uh, this December is too soon to start a trial and urges Cannon not to set a trial date now, but makes clear that Trump's 
lawyers oppose any trial that would start during the presidential election season, which will get underway in earnest late this year. In other words, the, they want to make sure the trial starts early to uh, so it won't uh, um, go into the election cycle. And Trump wants it delayed so he can claim that the election cycle is going on and the trial shouldn't be happening. That's what's going on. Uh, but even if he loses, he'll run again. So, so the claim would never end. This, is, this tactic is what Trump does all the time. Delay anything and everything as long as possible. But this time, it's an effort to stave off criminal tri a criminal trial that could result in a lengthy prison sentence if he's convicted. 20 years. Uh, a life sentence. In addition, if Trump wins this uh, the election, he would likely end up with a legal and constitutional tools to disrupt the prosecution's efforts. For example, he has previously proclaimed the power to self-pardon, an untested exercise of presidential power. And I would think that even Republicans would stop this, right? I mean, they're trying to impeach Biden for criminal acts, which there are none, but they're trying to do it. Imagine if Biden had the power to uh, preemptively pardon himself. Imagine that. What would Republicans say if that were the case? <laughs> uh, he would also get a point, uh, get to appoint leaders of the Justice Department who could simply opt to pull the plug on any lingering criminal matters. There's all sorts of th uh, things that Trump could do if he's elected president. This is why it's so important to get this trial done early. Moving on. Uh, Republicans desperate, also desperately want to uh, tie Biden to corruption, as I said. Uh, Gal Luft, the Israeli-American co-head of a Maryland-based think tank, has, has been touted by Republicans as a potential whistleblower in those ongoing efforts. Now, yesterday, the Department of Justice announced an indictment against Gal Luft on charges related to violations of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA. Uh, Luft is currently a fugitive from American authorities. Luft was initially arrested in Cyprus in February and fled the country after being released on bail. A six-count indictment was released on Monday. Charges include offenses related to willfully failing to register under the Foreign Agents Registration Act, arms trafficking, Iranian sanctions violations and making false statements to federal agents. The charges against Luft pose a collective maximum of 100 years in prison. In a statement, U.S. Attorney Damian Williams alleged that Luft had subverted foreign agent registration laws in the United States to seek to promote Chinese policies by acting through a former high-ranking U.S. government official. The department wrote that Luft, in his uh, capacity as co-director of a nonprofit think tank, agreed to covertly recruit and pay on the behalf of principals based in China, a former high-ranking U.S. government official, individual number one. That's what... <laughs> that means he's cooperating. <laughs> including in 2016, uh, uh, while the former official was an advisor to then-president-elect to publicly support certain policies with respect to China. Uh, um, uh, that, that was somebody, President-elect, uh, President that was Trump. 
somebody acting on behalf of China that advises Trump. Are you kidding me? So the China thing was true all along? Wow. Gee, what a shock. <laughs> Luft is further accused of negotiating illicit arms transactions with, among others, certain Chinese individuals and entities, including Libya, the United Arab Emirates, and Iran. This is the guy Republicans want as their champion against Biden. Last week, Luft, who is still on the run from authorities, made various claims about the Biden family in a 14-minute video given to the New York Post. Uh, listen, you know if the New York Post is involved, what that means. I mean, they're as far right as they get. Uh, uh, I, I mean, New York Post is probably to the right of Fox News. I'm going to say that. <laughs> Luft claims in the video... Uh, in the video, his February arrest was an attempt by the federal government to prevent him from exposing corruption by the Bidens. House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer, Republican from Kentucky, has touted Luft as a missing whistleblower who disappeared before the committee could interview him. On Friday, Comer indicated that he would be requesting the FBI's notes from their past meetings with Luft. Does this mean James Comer is a tool of China? I, Comer? I don't know. Wisconsin Republican Senator Ron Johnson claimed on Sunday, before the release of the indictment, he claimed on Sunday that authorities had arrested Luft to silence him and called for the fugitive to be granted immunity. Are you kidding me? This is, this is, oh my God. This is a sitting Republican senator who wanted a criminal to gain immunity from all these crimes, treason. Wow, these are Republicans backing Chinese spies. I, along with uh, supplying arms to Iran, are you kidding me? Wait, is Russia involved too? What the hell is going on here? Moving on. Uh, um, Republicans also desperately want that well-hidden money, as they always do in campaigns. They don't want you to, they don't want anybody to know who's giving them money. <laughs> in the House, they introduced the American Confidence in Elections Act, <laughs> a mini-true statement of, of, of any source. I mean, whenever they say, just think it's the opposite, that it's not going to, it's not going to add confidence. It's, it's oh man, I, the comprehensive bill includes 50 standalone bills, near almost 50 standalone bills sponsored by members of the House Republican Conference. The entirety of the bill is to, is to suppress voter rights and allow the rich to stay in power by hiding their money that they're sending to Republicans. In 2021, Georgia introduced SB202, which was a response to Trump losing in the previous election in Georgia. That set off several other states to pass similar voter suppression laws. It imposed strict voter ID requirements for mail-in ballots, limiting ballot boxes, barred people from taking food and water to voters waiting in lines, and giving the GOP legisla legislature the ability to appoint a majority of state election board. Uh, the state's election board. The legislation would remove the elected secretary of state as chair of the state election board and give lawmakers major influence over the key body's operations. The bill also gave the state election board significant power to take over county elections boards 
it views as underperforming, raising the possibility that election officials appointed by a beholden to the heavily gerrymandered Republican legislature could take over election operations in Democratic strongholds. This new national bill is based on the Georgia bill. Remember how Republicans are always screaming over states' rights? They do that until they can take the state's rights away to benefit the Republican Party. That's what it's about. Republicans at this point are acting like a cancer to democracy. They try to eat everything in their path, which destroys its host, democracy itself. When Democrats narrowly controlled both chambers of Congress early last year, right-wing Democratic uh, uh, Senator uh, Joe Manchin, West Virginia, joined with uh, then-Democratic Senator Kirsten Sinema, Arizona, uh, who has since become an independent, as you know, uh, to help the GOP block the Freedom to Vote John R. Lewis Act, a package designed to boost federal protections, limit dark money in politics, and restore the Voting Rights Act of 1965. They didn't want to limit dark money. They want to go beyond blocking that law and make it harder for Americans to vote. What do we always say? What do we always say? The less who vote, the more likely Republicans will get elected. The fact of the matter is, there are more registered Democrats than Republicans. But Republicans are more likely to vote. So the less who vote, the more likely Republicans will get elected. That's how it always has been. Moving on. Uh, Federal regulators accuse Bank of America today of harming customers by double-dipping on fees, withholding credit card rewards, and opening fake accounts. Didn't Wells Fargo get in trouble for the same thing a few years ago? Didn't they get fined millions of dollars? Uh, The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau ordered Bank of America to pay more than $100 million to customers and $90 million in penalties. The Office of the Controller of Currency also ordered Bank of America to pay $60 million in fines. CFPB uh, Director Rohit Chopra said in a statement, Bank of America wrongfully withheld credit card rewards, double-dipped on fees, and opened accounts without consent. These practices are illegal and undermine customer trust. The CFPB will be putting an end to these practices across the banking system. Look for more banks to follow. I mean, they've already done it with Wells Fargo, Bank of America. Who's next? Is it Citibank? Is it U.S. Bank? U.S. Bank. I, you know what? They're pretty much under the weather, uh, under the radar on what they do. They don't do a lot of uh, bad stuff that I that I see. Chase Bank does a lot of bad stuff. Watch and see. Watch this space. There will be more in the future. Uh, Anyway, that's it. 36 minutes. Not so bad. Uh, Thanks for listening. Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. I really do. Thank you so much. It's very kind of you. Uh, Bring someone with you today or tomorrow if you could. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me, those four words. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. Maybe you want to send me a news story. That would be fine. Something that I'm not covering. Maybe you want to just say hi. Maybe you want to congratulate me on wasting my time for four years doing this. 
But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. At least that's the way it's supposed to be. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles. Thank you.